The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you by Suzanne Giesman's free online video event with the Shift Network. Three keys to unlock your powers of mediumship. Go to unityonlineradio.org slash Suzanne to sign up today. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hi, everybody. It's the first Thursday of the month. Can you believe it's October already? I'm excited because next month when I do this show, I may actually be doing it from our new house, which is nearing completion. But for now, we are in Hilton Head, South Carolina. I'm still in my RV, and I'm going to take your calls. I see a bunch of you lining up there in the queue, but I have to share a funny story with you. If you listen to the show in which I interviewed Joe about two weeks ago, Christopher's dad, uh, we dropped the line just before the break. All of a sudden, I had a signal with the internet, and it was gone. There was nothing I could do to get it back. And I knew that Joe was just talking away. And meanwhile, I'm trying to call into the station on my phone, but we were in the boonies of Maryland on our way south, and I had no phone signal. Talk about panic. I'm trying all of my spiritual tools of saying, isn't that interesting? But that wasn't going to get me back on the air. And I'm thinking, what do I do? What do I do? Well, the Navy training kicked in. We were parked at an Elks Lodge parking lot for the night in our bus. And so I go flying out the door of the bus, run across the parking lot. And Ty was in the Elks Lodge bar, which was so unusual for him in the middle of the afternoon, but I was doing my show. He wanted to get out of the bus and the neighbors in the RV next to us had invited him over to the bar for a beer. So I go and I grab the door of the bar and it's locked and I'm pounding on the door to the bar and everybody looks up and they buzzed me in. And so this crazy woman bursts through the door, that would be me, and says, who has a phone that works? And everybody stops what they're doing. They look at me and I said, I need a phone now. And these people that are having a drink with Ty hold up their phone. I said, 
I need your phone for the next half hour. And she just hands it to me. I take it. Then I didn't know how to dial it. It was some strange phone. I didn't know how to work. And I said, please dial this number. We called into the station and uh, Jeff, the engineer answered. And I said, Jeff, where are we in the show? And he said, we're on break, which was absolute perfection, wasn't it? And I said, did anybody know I was gone? He said, well, we said we had some technical difficulties. And I said, all right, I'm just going to take the rest of this from this phone, but I won't be able to see the clock. You're going to have to tell me when we get near the end. I was totally knocked off balance and he goes Jeff says here we go and I just went so welcome back <laughs> and it was just so funny because for the rest of the show maybe if you go back and listen to that episode you'll hear the bar noises in the background people laughing glasses clinking uh it's something I don't care to repeat so I'm really looking forward to a whole season of great internet access <laughs> Looking forward to sharing with all of you today. One other thing, I don't know if you noticed that little radio spot at the beginning that the show is sponsored by my free online video event that's coming up this Saturday, October 5th, with the Shift Network. I'm so honored to be doing a, a class with them coming up and also this free event in which I'm sharing three keys to opening up mediumship for anybody. And we did pre-record that video. I'm very pleased with it, especially when the feedback from the staff at the Shift Network said that the founder of the network, Stephen Dynan, who interviewed me in that event, was absolutely glowing. They said they don't remember ever seeing him so enthusiastic. And that's probably because he fed off of my enthusiasm, as my mom used to call it. You get me talking about mediumship and the spirit world, and well, you can kind of feel it right now. I'm I did a little bit of a reading earlier, impromptu for a woman, and the evidence was just phenomenal. And I'm just so grateful to the spirit world for, for showing me and helping me to share with others how we can connect across the veil. So without further ado, this being the first Thursday, I'm going to take callers. And uh, if I can't answer your question, we'll just ask my team of guides, Sanaya. And everybody who does get through on the lines, I'm going to put your name on a little slip of paper that I have here. And at the end, do a drawing for one of my online courses as a gift. I have three of those. Now, I will tell you that last month, I forgot to do the drawing at the end. So I did the drawing anyway and reached out to Amy, who was the winner. I was able to locate her and she did get her prize. But this week, I've set my alarm for two minutes before the end of the show. So I won't forget. So let's take the first caller. I notice who has been waiting the longest is Aaron. So Aaron, thanks for your patience and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad to be on. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So what is your question today? All right. Well, I have a question for you. I'm, I'm not big on uh, fashion or anything like that. It's like furthest from my mind because, uh, I, you know, I'm just constantly working. So I have my work clothes on most of the time. But I was just curious, uh, where do you buy your clothes? <laughs> That's so funny. I'm thinking as you're asking that question that, you know, you're asking me, I wore a Navy uniform, a khaki uniform, which is not my color for 20 years, loved wearing the uniform, but I've been fashion challenged since then. And I've learned to shop at, at boutiques that I find wherever we go in our travels, because it's so much fun now when I speak to crowds that I have a reason to dress up in really unique, fun um, pretty clothes. So I can't tell you anything in specific. It's just when I we see a little boutique and we're out walking the dogs, I'll look at Ty and he'll say, 
go ahead, Suzanne. <laughs> he walks the dogs, and then I go, and it's really wonderful because I'll hold up the outfit or I'll model it, and I my test is do Ty's eyes pop or not. He's perfect. <laughs> so I, that may not be helpful to you, Erin, but that's the answer. No, that is that is uh, you know a great answer. Um, and uh, just a, another follow up. You know, I am I want to listen to the. Um, the recording that you have for the shift network this yes. Saturday, but I'm, I'll be delivering wedding cakes. <laughs> oh, well, they, if, something we can... they, yeah, yeah. Just sign up for it. You can do like the spot said, go to unity online radio.org slash Suzanne, or you can go straight to my website, Suzanne And right at the top of every page is a banner that says click here to register because you, you sign in, opt in for the video and they send you the link. Okay. Okay. All right. And then I you can replay it at your convenience. Oh, wonderful. Thank you very much. You're and welcome. You Thanks the, for calling. Uh, I'll see you at the Helping Parents Heal conference in April. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I'm so looking forward to that. It's filling up fast, yeah, so I hope everybody that yes. wants to go is registering. Yes. All, All right. right. Thank you very well, much. You take care. All righty. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was fun. That was easy. Nothing, not very spiritual, but still nice to chat with Erin. So, Jackie, guess what? You're up. <laughs> hey, Suzanne. Hi. Okay, so quick question. I kind of got to wondering about something. So, I know that from time to time uh, we get uh, visits in our dreams. Um, and then I also know that you mentioned that. Um, Whenever we think about our loved ones, um, their focus is drawn to us. Absolutely. Um, so what about just random dreams that we have from time to time that aren't really like visits from them? Are they aware of those? Are they aware of those? That's a great question. So I'm going to check with the team. I know I always have my own answers to these questions, but I always bounce it off of them. So I'm not a dream expert at all, have actually studied dreams very little, but I do know that many times our dreams help us to process things going on in our subconscious mind. And what Sanaya is telling me now is that if our dreams involve our loved ones, dreams are also consciousness and expression and have their own vibration. So they're showing me like when you hear something and you cock your head, they're showing me that like a, a loved one would say, oh, oh, look, I'm in their dreams. And they might even use that as an opportunity to drop in on us but there's a very different feel between dreaming about someone and an actual visit it's much more solid it doesn't disappear and always positive okay wonderful wonderful. thank you you're welcome okay i entered your name and aaron's in the drawing so thank you again for calling in bye-bye thanks bye all right, this is great. We have lots of callers, and I so appreciate that. 816-251-3555. We will just go through as many as possible today. And Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I wanted to just ask you if there's any insight that you can give me um, for my business. And I created a product last year. Um it's a sports product, and I wanted to see if um, you have any insight on, you know, the potential for success of it, if you have any guidance for me on um, roads to take with it. Okay. What I love to do on this show, Maria, is 
make the questions fit everybody. So I'm going to ask the guides for an answer that will apply to all of us. And what I'm getting immediately off the bat is that, first of all, your belief in its success is paramount. You have to believe that this is something that will come true. Any fears that you have about it, any hesitation, your body will speak to you and you'll know if there's something that's, that you feel is just not right and you feel you have to ask, am I going to be successful? Re- look into what is it that causes you to even ask the question. Do you, do you get that part? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then next thing is, what is your motive? And the guides will always tell us, and they're telling us, telling me now to share with you that as long as your motive is not strictly financial, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with seeking abundance and wanting to have financial success, but as long as that's balanced with the motive to be of service and to to feel joyous as you do that work, to feel fulfilled and feel as if you're fulfilling a purpose, a calling, and that it will be fun and joyous and fruitful, then you're much more likely to have success. And every step along the way I'm being shown, if things are falling into place beautifully, that's a sign that they will continue in that way. But if you're hitting a wall as you go, then that's clearly a sign to step back and say, where am I exerting my will instead of allowing spirit to guide me? What I'm being shown for you personally is that things are slipping into place and I'm getting a thumbs up that you're following all of these, but to simply get your doubts out of the way to fully embrace that this is the right path for you and to run with it. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. All righty. And I, we had a call from that was listed as Moss Creek, and I know that Susan in Moss Creek was going to call in. Susan, is that you? Yes, it is. Can you yeah, hear me? It is. Yeah, hi. Okay. Welcome. Uh, yes, hello, new neighbor. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I so enjoyed Sanaya's answer about the crop circles that I wanted to ask oh, another earth-related. Oh, stop, 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 That was stop, amazing Susan, Susan, Susan stop. I, so Susan. what I did. She's not me. hearing me. Will you stop for a second? I have to tell you something. Yes. Okay. Do you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, in the middle of the night, asked for guidance. I was I was up, asked high, two hours in the middle of the night, getting downloads from my team. And something they told me was so stunning. I said, if I can trust this, if this is really what I'm supposed to do, I need a sign. And the sign, but I forgot what the sign I asked for. I asked for something specific, and I forgot what it was. Today, I tried to remember it, but I said, I need that sign within the next 24 hours. And it was crop circles. No way. Yes. Yes. So oh, this my God. Awesome. I've got goosebumps. <laughs> I've got goosebumps. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, oh. I'll tell you what I did. This okay. is a, a bit of a different earth-related phone call. And pardon me for over-talking you. I didn't hear you talking back to me. Um, I, know. I even called Irene this morning, and she did not know about the crop circles. And I said, well, this is why I want to ask this question. Do you think it will be okay? And she goes, mm-hmm. yes, it's a good question. So here we go. Uh, and this will probably need some of Sanaya's help. Okay. Is our climate change due to human behavior and activity or due more to natural phenomena like volcanoes and asteroid dust and or collisions that I've been hearing so much about, you know, in space that is so much more impactful 
tons time than the little things we're doing down here. Can you get some, give me some guidance on that or us? Definitely have to get that one from Sanaya. But what cracks me up is your question has absolutely nothing to do with crop, crop circles. Yet because you mentioned that, I got my sign. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. Well, I thought yeah, these are so, like earth-related situations. That's, yeah, yeah. So that okay, was my so, connection. So basically your question b- b- uh, boils down to the cause of climate change. So I'm going to ask yes. Sanaya the question. And they're just so clearly showing me a sine wave and saying cycles. So rather than just signs, I want them to talk. Let me shift. Okay. You as a species can rightly take responsibility for at times abusing your planet, but we wish to assure you that were you to go back in history and truly study the cycles of the climate, you would see long periods of cooling and long periods of heating. Ah, yes. So they don't want to discourage us from respecting our planet and not spewing garbage into the air and into the oceans. And they're showing me stacks and car exhausts and all of that. And to respect the water, they're showing me cleaning up the water and the trees, being sure to leave plenty of trees to oxygenate the air. This is always a good practice. However, Mother Earth is far more powerful than you are aware, and she seeks her own balance, and she does this. She achieves homeostasis through these cyclical changes. Nothing ever stays the same. Study your climactic periods going back to the Ice Age, and you will see that change is a constant. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. And that is what I thought. So um, that's very nice confirmation. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I, thank I'm you. enjoying the show. I'll, I'll say goodbye and, and listen on. And I'll see you soon. And I thank you for being the conduit for my guides to get me the validation of what they gave me in the middle of the night. That's awesome. Bye, Susan. Thank you so much. I'm grateful. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. So I want to educate all of you listening that this is what I do all the time, and I try to teach everybody to do the same thing. If you doubt that any insights you're getting from higher consciousness, your guides, a loved one across the veil, is your imagination, or if you would just like validation before stepping out and taking action on something you were advised to do by higher consciousness, the guides do not ever mind when we just say, hey, just to give this a little extra validation, how about giving me a sign? In fact, in the program I do with the Shift Network this Saturday, I'm going to lead all of you, I've already done it, lead you through a practice to connect with your guides and ask for a very specific sign. And Stephen Dynan with Shift Network was surprised when I guide you to ask for very specific signs instead of just send me a sign. You'll see how I said ask for I want to I want to see a crop circle. And it's because our guides know if we need validation, they know what's coming our way and they actually put the thought of what to ask for into your mind. So it's this magical web and the more you get in the practice of asking for specific signs and then celebrating, you could see how excited I got a little over the top, but that was a biggie. When you get in the habit of celebrating 
when these signs come to pass, it just cements in your awareness how connected you really are with the greater reality, with this big web of love that we're part of. So please make that a practice and have fun with it. All righty. So Francis Murphy. Hi, Francis. I know we've met and that's just great to see you on the line. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Do you have a question today? Yes. Um, you know, we both hear that expression that people die in threes. And, but on a personal level, we lost two members of our family two days apart, one from my side. I just wanted to know, is there any certain reason that they would go at the same time like that? Or is there any truth in wow. the theory okay. of that people don't grieve? Okay, while we're talking, I don't know if there's some place where you are you can go for a clearer connection, but you faded in and out so much. I think I got what you said, that there's a phrase okay. that people die in threes, and in your family you had two people die around the same time, and you're wondering yeah. why that is. Is that correct? Yeah, if there's any sort of meaning to that. Okay, let me check. <sighs> So what I'm hearing is that at times uh, they say that we should not always jump to the conclusion that everything is a sign. There are simply chance timings that you would understand as coincidence. But in other cases, there's a soul pact that certain souls know that crossing within a short period of time will actually benef be beneficial not only to them across the veil for comfort, but also for comfort, healing, and growth of those here. Now, that seems kind of hard for us when we suffer two passings close together, but I can, I'm being shown the example of one lovely family, this woman whose name I just came across right before the show, in fact, who's husband and son were killed in the Montecito mudslides, beautiful Kim Canton. And she and her daughter were spared, even though they were swept away by the mud. And when I did a reading for the family, the son and father came through and said, it was meant to be this way because now we're together across the veil and you and your daughter are together here, yet we're always together because we're always with you. So you can yeah. see that, uh, if we take that higher perspective and know that death is not the end, yes, we still grieve, but we can mine those experiences for, am I going to be stronger as a result of this? Does it comfort me to know that they're together? That sort of thing. There's always a bigger picture. Yeah, see, we lost, uh, so my kids lost a grandmother from my side and a grandfather from my father, my husband's side. And the only thing I could get from it is that, in a way, we only we only had to grieve once for two people, as hard as it was. Like, we didn't have to go through one loss and then, you know, like six months later, another mm -hmm. one. I wondered if that had significance. It, it was That's... strange to me that it happened. They were both unexpected, too. So. That's that's. Beautiful, a beautiful way to look at it. And often we think, are we just saying that to make ourselves feel better? But that yeah. kind of insight comes from higher consciousness. It doesn't just happen. So that's beautiful. And, you know, how many times do you see a husband and wife who were together for 60 years and they pass very 
soon one after the other yeah. and that's because the soul knows that it would just be too hard for the one to be without the other so yeah. each situation is going to be different but you can actually feel if you look into it without the grief and think oh this is awful there's another side to it from that higher perspective yeah i figured okay. there must be but i wasn't you know 100 percent what it was i could understand if they were a couple you know but they weren't they were from opposite sides of the family you know that's made yeah. it more puzzling but it's really cool how you saw that you know for the grandchildren and for your family as a whole to just mm -hmm. deal work through that at once and i love that you know what you know about the afterlife that they're still very much a part of the family and and certainly for all of us listening as as you think of them it truly does draw them near yeah thank you so much you're welcome thanks for calling so okay. i've entered everybody's bye -bye. name on a little piece of paper oh. and we're just going to move ahead now and bring in leslie thanks for your patience hi 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 uh thank you um it's funny the synchronicities today are unbelievable my first question was on dreams <laughs> so thank oh, you jackie for asking that one um and I am actually taking a course on sacred geometry and mm. drawing um, sacred geometry and studying crop circles. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> and maybe it relates to my second question, because um, I'm not going to ask you the dream question since most of that got answered. But, Can I stop um, you a second, though? Yes. Just for those yes. who might not be familiar with sacred geometry, it's using shapes and forms to explain evolution and so for example the most basic shape is the sphere and that is a symbol for the oneness and how everything began with the simple sphere and that's one and then on and on and on so sacred geometry is fascinating and really something fun to look into if you're on the spiritual path so so okay. i think i'm going to rephrase my question in that vein since crop circles came up um, my original question is um, on the thinning of the veil, and maybe it relates. But in my class, my instructor is, uh, well, she calls herself very woo-woo, but <laughs> um, <laughs> which is really sweet. And she's been um, very helpful with me going through the grief that I've been experiencing. Um, and she claims that by looking at the sacred geometry and drawing it, tracing crop circles, wearing the jewelry that it actually does raise your vibrations significantly oh I, I let's see let me tune into that i was going to say i know that 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 sounds really excellent i've never heard of wearing the geometry looking at them there's no doubt that this kind of practice raises your geometry there are artists who actually make sacred geometry cards the uh crop circle cards as well there are messages encoded in these shapes uh -huh. and they speak to us at a soul level intuitively. They speak to us without words and it's excellent training for communicating across the veil. Now we're just about to go into the break. If you'd like to talk about that, we'll, we'll probably talk about it just a couple more minutes on the other side of the break. So if you can stay with us, sure. please do so. And we have about four or five people waiting on the line. Don't go anywhere. We'll come back after the break and take more calls. So, okay. Talk to you soon. Thanks. 
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Oh, this is such a great day. I'm trying to tone down my enthusiasm because I feel a little bit high, but the spirit world is just so present and the readings have been just so rewarding lately. And I put on the Facebook group that we're part of called There's Always Something. If you're not part of that group, you might want to join a couple thousand of us who post our things that we're grateful for every day. Very uplifting Facebook page. There's always something to be grateful for. I put on there that I was so grateful for my connection with the spirit world that it just keeps getting better. And that's that applies to all of us when we make the commitment to serve the spirit world and to connect across the veil, to raise our own consciousness. It truly does just keep increasing that connection and the clarity. So awesome. In fact, in the last two days, I've had some off the charts connections and synchronicities that I have to blog about it. So if you're not already part of Sanaya's daily messages, I'm going to post it on there probably tomorrow or my Facebook page, all of this awesome stuff that just opens all of us up to the possibilities available to us when we connect across the veil. Just the spirit world is knocking on our door, just trying to say, we're here, let us in. So we were talking with Leslie, and Leslie, you're back on the air. Just talk. You asked the question about does studying the shapes or even wearing certain shapes in sacred geometry help to raise our vibration? And I, I just wanted to close out that talk by saying absolutely, okay. and that's why you see shapes in in jewelry naturally. Uh, it, so many books out there on sacred geometry that that show what the significance is of different shapes and why you see them in advertising, for example, and in churches and things in the architecture. Right, right. Um, does it have anything to do with, uh, we often say the veil is thinning now, which I don't quite understand. Is that um, is this one of the effects of that, that the sacred geometry has become more available? <sighs> I don't see that. I, I'm getting a, a just a not yes, not no answer from Sanaya on that. And mm. the thinning of the veil in answer to that, the veil is really the filters of our physical body that that blocks us from being aware that we are part of something so much greater. And what's happening is we have such high vibration coming to us. The light is pouring into our reality. And the more that we open up to it, the more our vibration does rise. So because we're aware that there's more, because it's these are things we can talk about. More people are studying things like sacred geometry and talking about higher consciousness. So it's a uh, snowball effect is what I'm being shown. Oh, that's perfect. Perfect. Answer. Okay. That's what All I'm right. looking for. Thank you so Keep much. You're welcome. Thank right. you. And I'm being told just to, by the guides to tell all of you that my, the way that I can just instantly ask the guides a question. First of all, I set the intention that they would be here with me during the show and that they would answer the questions so that people are um, raised in consciousness by listening to these and that we're all helped by it. Just by setting that intention brings them near, but truly your guides are always with you and just get in the habit of 
making that little shift in your awareness, take the focus off your human world, put it on the spirit world, ask questions and see how you start sensing answers. Maybe you may not hear it as clearly as I do, but you'll feel the answers in your body. So Joanne, no, it's not Joanne. I'm looking closer. It's Johnny. Johnny, you're on. Yes. Hi. 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 How are you? I'm doing great. I just entered you into the drawing for one of my courses. So how can I help oh, you? I'm excited. Well, um, I have a question. Um, in last, I was just thinking about this as I was on the phone. In October of last year, I had a niece that passed away. That was in October. And November 8th, I lived in a small town called Paradise, California. And our whole town burnt to the ground. And in April of this year, April 20th, I had a nephew that passed away. So there's been a lot of uh, grief and tragedy. I want to know what my spirit guides want me to know about this. Okay. Again, they're showing me the sign. My guides are showing me the sign that things do come in cycles. And the question is, they want you to start asking How can I grow from this? What is the lesson for me? Now, that's what you ask them to answer. But you see, often they won't give you that type of answer when the big life lesson is yours to learn. But keep asking that sort of question. Let me ask a bit here. First of all, I'm hearing that you're stronger than you think. You're, oh boy, the big lip twitch here. That's always my confirmation they're telling me this is not just coming from Sanaya, that we are blending with your guides. Uh, you were ripe to learn more about the afterlife so that you could trust that loved ones are fine. Mm-hmm. And also, there it feels as if you somehow reached out in service after the fire, that this caused you to become more altruistic and to focus outward rather than inward. So that's what I'm getting. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. And just remember, it it is absolutely is true. We're never given more than we can handle. So it is just the the willingness to ask what's the lesson in this that leads to greater insights and growth. All right. Thank you. All right. You take care. Bye-bye. And Bill, I think I've noticed your name on on Facebook page lately. Oh, yes, absolutely. You signed some books for me when you were here in Creepcore, uh, Missouri, uh, last year for, I think, Serving Spirit 2. And um, uh, oh. so that was wonderful to wonderful yeah. to meet you back then. You just um, you weren't even in the class, right? You walked in on at a break because you wanted your book signed. Is that right? Yeah. I remember yeah, I, you. I, yeah. uh, I crashed. I crashed the party and met Ty in the lobby. <laughs> And managed to uh, to go in there uh, at the uh, at the end. It was wonderful. It's just absolutely wonderful. And those tapes and those books are are um, they're being used all the time today. Oh, that's um, wonderful. Well, you've talked about um, uh, you've talked about around what I'm going to ask about in the previous answers uh, quite a bit, but. My question relates to setting goals, uh, making plans, priorities, and choices among uh, alternatives. And it's how can I make this a peaceful process or a peaceful exercise and not a struggle with indecision among choices or options 
especially when it involves other people like members of my family, Mm -hmm. Uh, but be a source of peace or a place of peace and promoting uh, coming together. Oh, wow. Um, This is great. It's a big question, but but we've talked around it, I think, in some of the answers. And I remember, if I recall correctly, you're, are you an attorney? Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So very much a planner and analytical and logical, as so many of us listening can relate to. And you may laugh that I, after being a Navy officer for 20 years, for a while as a civilian, led strategic planning sessions for companies. And we were helping people right. set goals five years out. Um, yes. And, okay. and today... I no longer set goals. In fact, just the other day, Ty said to me, Suzanne, what are your goals? You know, where do you, what's next? And, and it's funny. I say, I'm absolutely living in the now and letting spirit unfold things for me. Now that's fine for yeah. me, but it may not be realistic for somebody with a family and, and where your income affects them. But if you can strike that balance between setting the intention to learn to trust the guidance that comes yes. up from within, learning to ask yes. on a daily basis, what is the next step for me? Yeah, it's yes. it's yes. really great to set goals when they come from spirit. When you work on that together, when and who is spirit? It's whoever, whatever voice speaks to you or any of you listening. It may be for some spirit guides. Others may sense loved ones giving them guidance. For others, it's the voice of spirit itself, or the Holy Spirit. For others, it could be a master or an angel. It's going to be higher conscious of some sort. And sometimes it doesn't even matter if we know who's answering. You just direct your question to a higher power and say, what is next for me? And that's so much more powerful than as a human, not looking within and just setting our sights on something. And by gosh, I'm going to achieve this. And that's when we start hitting walls. So just as I said to the other caller, if things are flowing for you, that's a sign that you actually are in alignment with, with the goal that's best for you, the plans that are best for you. Yes, I heard that answer, and I thought, yes, that's right. That that makes perfect sense to me. And spirit will help you prioritize things as well. You can actually make a list of what you feel are the best steps for you next in your life, and you can go down each one and feel in your solar plexus. Does this feel nice and loose and, and free and peaceful? Yeah. You mentioned that we're peaceful, or do I get a little clenching feeling here and you can say is which of these is my top priority and you'll actually be guided to that and are there any is there anything on here that i shouldn't focus on and you just learn to tune in within with the intention that that attunement is with a higher power that's guiding you and things will turn out so much better than if we didn't stop and pause to make that practice happen Right, right, right. Well, thank you so much. This makes perfect sense to me, This to, to let it flow from spirit rather than pushing on our end. Amen. Oh, thanks, Bill. It's wonderful right. to connect with thank you again. You. I am amazed at your memory of that event. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. I've found for all of you listening that when I'm at events, people always comment on, well, you're so good at names. Well, it's because I got to have the spirit world 
in my ear. And, and when I meet somebody and they tell me their name just today at the fitness center, we met Aaron. And I said, and that's A-A-R-O-N. He said, yeah, because I see it written out. It's really cool. And anybody can get to that point just by, first of all, stop saying I'm not good at names because then you won't be. And just tune into your heart where we're all connected to each other by our light. So I have uh, just two more callers on the line. So I know we're going to have time for a couple more. If any of you are listening and want to call in, the number is 816-251-3555. And next, we're going to talk to Lisa. Welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. How are you? I'm just doing great. How about you? Oh, I'm good, but you almost uh, took away my question. I wrote it two days ago. It's been sitting here by the computer, but you've kind of already answered it, I think. Um, as long as it's not crop it's, circles, because I might fall off my chair. It's, not, <laughs> it's You know what? It's not crop circles, but when you were talking about before, off the charts, synchronicities, on mm. Sunday, I heard the term sacred geometry for the first oh. time. Never heard that before. Oh, my gosh. And then yesterday, somebody asked me to uh, find somebody online for them. And I started looking, you know, doing a little bit of online research. There it was again in this document called Broader Concepts, the sacred geometry. And then you start talking about it again. So apparently, I need to do a little bit more research on this. But the question that I wrote the other day, because I've been sitting and trying. uh, I want to interrupt you a second, Lisa. Because you just gave a really great teaching point to anybody who's listening. You're doing exactly the recommended thing there. You, When you notice something popping into your awareness twice like that and those synchronicities, what you're doing, that's called a snag, and you're pulling the thread. And you're going to see that open up, and, you just, and you're going to know exactly why. But so many people have those things, and they just push it aside and don't realize that that's the way spirit speaks to us. So bravo. Oh, I love that. Pulling the thread. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, the question that I wrote the other day, though, is because I've been, for the last two weeks, really, really trying to ask and sit with it quietly and get to know my guides. Um, and I guess you're going to make us wait on this one, but I wanted to know how you know when it's really them or it's really your loved one that you're talking to or when it's just your creative mind making up scenarios, making up names. You know, you feel a male yeah. presence. Well, I don't even know what that is. Like, what does it feel like to feel oh. a male presence? <laughs> I remember teaching a class once, Lisa, where I said to the class, now, how do you know if it's male or female? And and this man raised his question. He, actually, he asked. He says, how do you know if it's a, a woman? And I said, well, what does a woman feel like? And he just looked at me and the class, the, you could see everybody smiling and I wouldn't, I wouldn't speak. There was this long silence. And he said, well, soft. And I said, yes, <laughs> not everyone, not everyone, but generally, it was just so funny. If you were, if somebody with a very masculine presence, Lisa, stepped into a room, if you were to really pay attention, there's an actual sense of a presence In the Navy, we call it command presence, male or female, when someone has a strong authoritative feel to them. And so even without a physical presence, you can tell this is a masculine feeling or this is a feminine feeling. These are stereotypes, but generally speaking, that's exactly what it is. It's just a sense of feeling. Now, as far as how do you know it's not your imagination, 
Well, I'm going to ask you to tune into my event on Saturday because I tell you exactly how to ask for signs. Okay. Okay. I'm but, already but, signed up for that. <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much in the, in short, because I don't want to just leave a hook out there like that. You, I think we talked about this earlier, didn't we? You you ask for a sign. Yeah, with yeah. the crop circles. Maybe we did go into this. Sign, and the, specific yeah, sign. specific signs and same thing with guides. Am I making this up? I need a sign that this is really you. What shall I call you? They don't really have names. They know each other by their light, but they will give us names because they know we like names and we want names. So the first name that falls into your mind, you may think you're making it up, but then you say, all right, I'd like a validation of this in the next few days. I'd like to see this name. And it's so much fun when we get it. And if you didn't, then you may very well have made it up because it is possible. So you try again. And then the more you do this, you can start to discern a difference between the things you did make up and the feeling, that sense of presence when there truly is someone you're communicating with. It's very mm -hmm. subtle sometimes and other times it's there's no doubt that there's someone here. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Suzanne. You're welcome. Nice talking with you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. So let's see. I got Lisa entered into the drawing there, and we're going to take Sandy in a minute. And after Sandy, I don't have any more callers, so don't be shy. And definitely want to enter you in the drawing. Eight one, oh no, 816. i got to look at the number again. 816-251-3555 with a few minutes left. I'll bet I know which Sandy this is. Welcome to the show. Hi. 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 How are you today? It's definitely Sandy. I, for, yep. Welcome. It's definitely Sandy. So I have a, a question. Actually, I have two, which I'm pretty sure you're not surprised at. But um, but the, I'm going to ask. Oh, I do have a couple more really colors, up. so I'm going to limit you to one. Okay. They okay. popped up at the top. All right. Then I, mm -hmm. all right. Um, I'm going to ask the burning question, which I believe is might be relate to anybody who is a medium in training or a medium who's studying. Mm -hmm. and, and I have, uh, per your kind of training, uh, tried to be an evidential medium. So I've worked very hard on getting evidence before I ever present anything else, making sure that I have that connection. And what happens to me every single time is, is that the minute I get what I consider a wow for me, which is, oh, my God, I was right, mm -hmm. I lose, I lose it. And I'm wondering if you can help me figure out how I can. to I can absolutely help you, so Sandy. I can. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cut you off here so we can so fit can more colors okay, go. Okay, go. in. I can see exactly where you're going wrong, and that's because you're very left brain like I was, and you're taking me to the letter. You're trying to get nothing but evidence before you speak. You want to nail it. And what I'd like to recommend you and everybody that's trying to do this work do is get in the flow. Let spirit guide this. You're directing it. You're saying, I'm not going to give your messages unless you give me evidence. Instead of saying, well, I'd really like the evidence, but I have to tell you what I'm feeling is this overwhelming love. And they come in right away with this hug. There is nothing wrong with that, Sandy. So just get in the flow and connect with that person. And that way you're already in the flow with that spirit person. Then they're going to slip that evidence in because they know you want it. I mean, great if you get evidence first, but by insisting on it, you're 
only going to be happy with that connection unless you get the evidence. So let them give you whatever it is they need to talk about or show you or get through to their loved one and just keep that flow going. So you get a nice message, then you get the evidence, and then you just allow them to be the communicator instead of directing it has to go this way or that. All right? Okay. Try it. Don't enter my name. I've already won. (laughs) Oh, okay. Thank you so much. I'm sure somebody will appreciate that. (laughs) All right. Good talking to you. See you soon. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. We have Lori. Thank you for calling in. Hello, Suzanne. Thanks for taking my call. First of all, I wanted to say I recently manifested a workshop, which included my first experience with sacred geometry. Oh, my goodness. Ironically, yes. And ever since then, manifesting has been off the charts, just winning retreats and all kinds of fun stuff in the last month. So I just wanted to say I'm looking forward to winning your drawing today. (laughs) (laughs) Won't that be something? Yeah. Yes. But I do have a question. Um, There was a teacher one time, and I understand teachers are different. Take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't. Sure. But regarding connecting, meditating, blending with spirit, it was stated, give respect to the spirit world. Sit up straight. Don't cross your legs, etc. My question is, doing that for a very long time becomes uncomfortable. So does the physical way that you are sitting, presenting yourself, affect the energy flow, so to speak. Um, and another example of that is, say, somebody that may have a, a hernia repair on their, you know, the umbilical hernia repair, does that affect energy flow, or is it all okay. intent? Okay. Your thoughts affect your energy flow more than anything. So if somebody told you that your posture is going to affect it, that will affect it. If you know that you are a perfect conduit for spirit, No matter what posture you have, I'm here to tell you, you will be a perfect conduit for spirit. It's your motivation. However, there is something to keeping your chakras in alignment. But I will tell you, I I do always sit and try to keep my legs straight and flat on the floor. But I found recently the more I relax, Lori, I sit and I do my readings from the bedroom of our bus when there are video readings. And I, I end up leaning onto the bed, leaning on my elbow, casual as can be and the connection is so much better because i'm not stiffly sitting there respect comes from the heart not from the body okay right great yeah i agree with all that thank you so much you're welcome and thanks for the call it'll be interesting to see but see who wins (laughs) (laughs) thank you take care all right you too bye-bye and we'll talk now to carrie thanks for calling Hi, I'm having trouble hearing you, so hopefully you have a good connection. Okay, speak again because I can't hear you. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Yes. Okay, we're having some kind of technical difficulty. I'm not sure what's going on. Can you get uh, your question out? Maybe I'll be able to hear it. Yeah, let me step outside. Um, is that is that any better? That's excellent. Yes. How can I help you? Okay, great. Thanks. Um, so I'm wondering how um, 
how how capable are mediums to help solve uh, crimes or mysteries that have happened in people's lives if they go to a medium for answers to that? You know, that's a that is a question that I can't solve across the board. There are some that that's their calling, just like we have medical mediums. And we have those who are specialists in missing people. It's not my calling when we have mediums who are specialists in animal communication. So if that's something that somebody is seeking, they should definitely ask for a referral for somebody who does that. I know that I personally, my own uh, fears about what if I'm wrong, if this, you know, what if I, if I were to sense that this person has passed and they have it, that actually gets in the way of a connection. I'm aware of my own shortcomings in that regard. So somebody who's had great success and like Ann Gaiman, I wrote about her in The Priest of the Medium, was excellent at locating missing persons. So that, just like people play different instruments, there will be mediums who will be better at that than others. So definitely would seek one out. Okay? I see. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Look, I'm like, why is my alarm going off? It's to remind me to do the drawing. So we have just one minute left to go. I now have all the little cards from people who have called in in front of me here. My eyes are closed and I'm shuffling. And I should ask Rudy and Gretchen, who are here with me in the bus, to pull one. Like the guy that one time handed a $5 bill to the dog and he ate it and he couldn't understand why. (laughs) Anyway, I'm about to draw and the winner is Lisa. So Lisa, if you're still listening, I need you to send an email to info at SuzanneGiesman.com and tell me which of my three courses you would like. And so everybody else, I do appreciate you calling in. It was great chatting with you. Meanwhile, we have just a few minutes left in the show, so I just want to tell all of you how much I love your support. So many of you write in and tell me how much you like the show, and it's such a pleasure. Uh, We always try to get speakers who are of interest to you and who will expand your heart. The greatest key to connecting across the veil is belief. So we try to bring in people who share with you their own personal experiences that you truly are part of something so much greater. You are a beautiful soul right here, right now, temporarily in a physical body. And the spirit world can't wait to show you that when you start looking for it. So thank you so much for joining me, everybody. We have great guests coming up the rest of the month, and I look forward to sharing them with you. I love you all. Take care. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.